Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Lee Isles is a success coach with his company Succeed with Fulfillment, and he also runs a couple of other small businesses too. He says that networking is the easiest way to get your message out there. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast today, Lee. Thanks for having me, Liz. It's great to be here. Now, you've got more than one business, which we'll come to in a minute, but you haven't always been self-employed, have you? Tell me about your background. Yeah, I've I've got quite a varied background. Um, So I'll try and do it in the short version, but Mm -hmm. I've always had an affinity with computers and technology from a young age. Uh, but I actually went to uni and studied law, and mm. I always had a, a burning passion to want to help people. Second year of law, chose human rights, thought that would be a great route to go down, thought that would be really effective, really good way of helping people. And then the more I learned about it, the more I realized that's not what I could do. So after a couple of years of kind of finding myself, that's then when I went into technology, and that's what I did for around about 10 years or so. And so what kind of businesses did you work for um, when you were doing uh, the, the IT stuff? It varied. I mean, I started out as an actual web developer, so I was doing a lot of design work and website development, so I was working for kind of agencies, and then I slowly transitioned to work for different companies like EE and BT, where I was looking after their hosting platform, their cloud infrastructure, and um, through that, I've worked with the likes of the Scottish Government, the Home Office, uh, so it's been quite varied with what I've been able to do. Yeah, that's a pretty impressive CV. So what was it that made you leave the sort of corporate background and go and work for yourself well to a degree I kind of was working for myself so uh, after a couple of years of working for a few few different companies um, as a staff member I realized that I was working 24 hours a day quite frequently and I was always called upon for my skill set and it meant I didn't have a lot of downtime but as an employee I also wasn't getting paid more Mm -hmm. and I thought this isn't right so I decided to go contracting and actually that's when I started my very first limited company um, became a self-employed contractor and did the rest of my essentially IT career through that and that's where I started just getting the getting into that mindset of working for myself having control over my own time the hours that I worked how much I get paid and it just kind of grew from there. Right and so you still do IT now don't you but for yourself is that right? Absolutely yeah I still do a little bit on the side I still contract for certain clients and I'm looking at really transforming that business into something much bigger over the next few years. And what made you decide to become a coach? Because I know that's your other business. Well, that that harks back to what I mentioned about when I was in university and I wanted to find a way of helping people. Um, I mean, unfortunately, I've had my own struggles with my mental health throughout the most of my life. And I wanted to figure out a way that I could help other people using my own skill set without going and getting qualified as a therapist or a counsellor. And I really enjoyed developing other people when I was working with them in the IT world. And I was in the leadership teams, helping develop teams as well as departments and individuals. And I just knew that I had something to offer. So I decided to set myself up as a coach. And so how did you go about get, getting the training for that? Honestly, I haven't done a huge amount of training. So I'm going to hold my hands up for mm-hmm. that one. Um it's essentially a couple of years ago, I, I actually worked with a coach myself and I saw what he was doing with me and I thought, you know what, 
what he's doing isn't really working for me. Not to say that he was a bad coach or anything, because he's not. He's actually a really good one, but he wasn't suited for me. Mm. And I sat down and really looked at myself and what skill set I had. And I went off and did a few different online certifications just around coaching. Mm. I mean, it's unfortunately it's a space that's not highly regulated. Yeah. So there's no real formal training or qualifications you can go and get. They are all just certifications. But I wanted to do enough that just taught me a few different strategies around what you can do with different clients. But really, I just tend to lean on my own skill set and the experiences I've been through and use them to help other people. Yeah. Now, there's all sorts of different coaches out there with sort of different approaches and so on. How would you describe the kind of coaching that, that you offer? It's a difficult question, that one, to be honest. It, it took a lot of thought for me to come to this, but I've narrowed myself down as being a success and well-being coach because that's really what I focus on. It's all about ensuring other people's success, making sure they're doing it whilst they're living a fulfilled life, but also that they're looking after themselves while doing it, which is where the well-being side of it kicks in. Mm. And so who is it that you help? Who are the ki- who are your kind of clients? Well, the simple answer is I could, in theory, help anybody, but I tend to focus more on business owners. And it's because I'm looking to work with people who are looking to make more of their lives, who are driven to do something more. And if you have already set up in business yourself or you're looking to do it for yourself at some point in the future, you have that drive generally to do something more with your life. So I tend to focus on business owners. Um, It's not to suggest I wouldn't work with anybody else who potentially I would be able Mm -hmm. to help. But they're my target market and they're the ones I find I help the most because they tend to be the most busy people, the most stressed, the most Mm. overwhelmed, the most overworked. And it's something I can very much step into and help them with. Yeah. And and how do you help them? What's the process? Um, Well, it depends on what they need. It's a very holistic approach I take. So it is entirely dependent on them. But I've managed to boil it down to a few succinct steps. So. Um, the first step is understanding why they're doing what they're doing and making sure that they're doing it for the right reasons and they have the right vision and goals in place for what they want to do. Then it's a matter of putting the right kind of financing in place to make sure that they've got the right backing and ability to do this. And then it's the accountability and stepping through that to make sure that they are doing what they've set out to do and they have the right strategy in place. And it's just an amalgamation of those steps, really. Yeah. And so... What are the reasons you find that, that, that people come to you and at sort of what point in their business journey? Is there any kind of pattern? The majority of clients I've worked with so far, the, the, the commonality between them seems to be that they are struggling for time. Um, i just by nature quite an efficient and organised person mm-hmm. to some degree, some would say too much so. Um, <laughs> however, I do translate that very well to other people. So I can really sit outside someone else's business, someone else's life and have a look at what they do day to day and just pinpoint the areas where maybe they can make efficiencies, where they can find some more time to do other things that they want to do. And then around that, we're able to work on the wider piece of their lives where they can identify what it is that drives them, what they really want to achieve and what they want to have done for their lives. You know, if they were to sit and look back at what they've achieved when they're older, what is it they want to look back on and say, I've done that and you also put all the other foundations, as I call them, in place to make sure they do have the right well-being, they've got the right strategy, they've got the right mindset in place. And when was it that you actually started the coaching business? It's a couple of years ago now, so I'm just over two years in. Um, worked with quite a variety of clients through that period, but it was the start of this year that I went through quite a significant rebrand with it all and really sat and thought about the messaging that I'm putting out for people to see. Yeah, so you were working on, on this business during some of the lockdown period then? 
Absolutely, yeah. It was the first year of lockdown I was working with the other coach that I mentioned myself, and mm. it was towards the end of that first year, towards the end of 2020, that I realised this was something that I can start offering people as well. Yeah. And do you think that coaching is something that people have come to more since that period when we've all had that kind of imposed self-reflection time, I suppose? I suppose to a degree. I mean, I'm not convinced that COVID itself has highlighted that, but I've certainly seen just by looking at what's been happening in society for the last maybe 10, 15 years, that there has been a much more acceptable viewpoint of things like mental health and looking for help around that. Um, I mean, it has changed massively over the course of the last few years in particular, and it's great that there's that awareness. So I think the fact that people want to have a better lifestyle, they want the nomadic lifestyle that did come out of COVID, really, that they can do all these different things with their lives and not be tied down to the sorts of jobs that they were before, and they can do something else. That's where they really need the help, and I think that's where they're a bit more open to the help now. Yeah. And so how how long do you tend to coach people for? Is there any sort of uh, particular amount of time that that, that people come to you for? There is 100%, yes. I I start generally offering either a three-month or a six-month period. Three months would be my absolute minimum because I think anything less than that, you certainly wouldn't get the results that Mm -hmm. you're looking for just because you don't have the time to learn the lessons and the things you need to learn and understand and to allow them to be kind of baked into your life. I mean, six months is also the ideal because that extended time of accountability allows things to really embed and it really sets people up properly to continue from there on their own own accord. Yeah. And do you think the accountability is is a big part of it? I think it's the biggest part, to be perfectly honest. I mean, once you have everything in place, once you've got those foundations I've spoken about in place, that people have that bedrock in place the accountability is what makes sure it doesn't crumble and they don't forget it and they can build upon that but it makes them uh, really achieve their goals it makes them keep focused on what they're trying to do whereas if you're just left to your own devices and I'm as guilty as anyone for Mm -hmm. this you can easily be distracted and not focus on what you need to do yeah definitely now you you mentioned earlier on that you know not every coach is is suitable for, for every person who's looking for coaching with that in mind, do you are people able to sort of try your services before they invest in three or six months with you? Absolutely, and I'm, I'm a huge believer in this. So, um, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the investment is not um, insignificant. Mm. It's there to make sure people are accountable to themselves for doing these things. But what I always do is I start by offering people a discovery call. That's just a very quick conversation between me and them just to get to know one another. And it just lets me sound them out as well as them sound myself out. If I believe they are the sort of person that I can help, then I would progress them on to um, what I call a strategy session. But again, it's, it's completely free, as is the discovery call. And at that point, my aim is always to give essentially a cut-down version of a coaching session, but to get them a result from that, which even if they then don't decide to sign up with me, they'll be able to go away and start making some changes and have a bit of a springboard to do that from. Yeah, brilliant. So what's what's the balance of your business now? You know, how much do you spend on each each of your businesses? Um, I'd like to say I have a nice even balance, but I don't because I do have <laughs> varying businesses and some of them are time dependent. You know, there'll be things that just happen that you need to respond to, unfortunately. So I do carve aside uh, an equal amount as best I can. So I would say uh, my, my coaching business is something I spend on Uh, time on every single day on a regular basis I I don't want to lose sight with that and I want to make sure my messages are getting out there even if people aren't necessarily signing up they can still get that feedback loop from me by what I put out on social media and so on Um, a couple of my other businesses then it's just a matter of putting the right 
time aside for them on a regular basis, which is already carved out in my diary. And that allows me to keep on top of everything that needs to be done. Yeah, sounds like quite a juggling act. <laughs> it has been. Uh, a lot of people have called me or told me that I've been spinning a lot of plates, but um, I seem to have it in good order at the moment. Oh, that's good. So let's have a chat about, about networking now then. How, how do you use networking in your businesses? I think networking is amazing. It's the easiest way to get your message out to a smaller group of people and a more focused group of people. Uh, so one of the, the things that I do is I've joined a regular networking group. It's a, a company called BNI, which is a global organization that operates uh, different networking groups. And uh, through that, I'm able to meet a very number of people on a weekly basis. And it, it keeps your kind of eye on the game in terms of what you're trying to do with your business and allows you to meet a lot of different people from different industries as well. Yeah. Do you do any other networks uh, aside from BNI? Yeah, I absolutely do. I mean, I'm a, a member and I'm also a volunteer through the Federation of Small Businesses. Mm. And through them, they run a, a host of different networking events and webinars, which I also attend and I also co-host one as well. Um, but then there's, again, I think this is what's come out of COVID is the fact that there are so many different network events, but they are now largely accessible online. Mm. So whereas in the past, a business networking event, you would go and you would maybe meet a lot of local businesses in a hotel lobby or something like that nowadays you can still do that but you also get the variability of being able to meet people from all over the uk and all over the world by using the online platforms that are available yeah and um, why do you think that networking is important for a small business owner it's the easiest and probably quickest and maybe even the cheapest way of getting your message out to be perfectly honest um, there's a lot of different marketing strategies that people can talk through there's money you can throw at these problems but if you are maybe starting out and you don't have those cash reserves get into a network event and be able to talk to people it allows you to convey your message much more concisely and coherently than it would do if you were trying to put a nice little marketing spiel out on social media it just gives you that time and that face-to-face -face touch point potentially with people yeah so what have you, what have you got out of networking for your your businesses it's really helped my businesses it's it's opened the opportunity for a, a number of different things um two of my alternative businesses i have business partners in and that came about through networking there's a few clients i've picked up through networking and it's just opened my eyes to the availability of people and the different ways of running different businesses as well yeah so how, how much time each week do you give to, to networking at the moment, I would say I'm probably, on average, doing at least an hour, maybe two hours every single day to make sure that I'm getting out there and meeting different people. Wow, quite a bit then. <laughs> I do my best. <laughs> and is, is networking something that you recommend to your, your coaching clients? It depends on their requirements. I mean, if they are starting out in particular, even if they are more established, if they are looking to maybe meet their local market and they're not sure how to tap into that, going to a business networking event or an industry networking event for them would be really good. If they're on a larger stage, then you know, get into corporate events or exhibitions and expos. They're really good ways of not just networking, but obviously meeting and understanding about the new things that are happening in the industry as well. Yeah. And have you got any useful hints or tips about networking that you can share? Honestly, I would just say go out and do it. It's a, a matter of going in with your eyes open. Uh, a lot of people have got a bit of a fear and a phobia around going out and meeting mm. people and presenting themselves. I've actually just done a, a recording about this myself, but <laughs> I, I've never naturally been a public speaker and I've never 
um, naturally being an extrovert, I'm actually quite introverted, but by forcing myself to go out, it's opened up so many opportunities. And I would say that the same can happen for every other person who wants to do this. It's just a matter of going eyes wide open and being open to opportunities that present themselves. Yeah. Now, you, you talked about doing doing networking online and obviously being able to network with people in other parts of the country. Are you doing face-to-face networking as well? I haven't for a while. Occasionally, I, I managed to get to one, but time constraints for myself mean that I don't do as much face-to-face as I, I would like. Um, but conversely, that is why I like the online networking as well, because it, it makes it so much more efficient for me to mm. be able to do and be able to attend so many different types of networking events as well. Yeah, absolutely. So what plans do you have for the future of your um, your businesses? I have huge plans for my businesses. Um, I've never been shy of that. I mean, the main thing that I want to do is I'm really focusing on this coaching business at this moment in time. I want to grow the client base for that so I can fuel the growth of the business. And I would love to take that global at some point in the next couple of years because the passion behind it is I want to be able to influence as many people around the world so that they can live a more successful, more fulfilled life and just make the most of their time while they're alive. Yeah, well, I think it's a wonderful ambition. So just finally then, Lee, if people want to find out more about you and your coaching or, or your IT business, what's the best place for them to, to find you? Well, the first stop's always going to be my website, leeisles.com. But just look at uh, Google. If you Google my name, it's a pretty unique name, so I'll pop up all over the place. Similarly, I'm on pretty much every social media platform as well. So I've got a lot of touch, sorry, a lot of touch points that people can try and get in touch with me on if they would like to. Lovely. Well, thank you very much for your time today and uh, best of luck with all your business plans for uh, the future. Yeah, thanks very much, Liz, and thanks for having me today. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.